Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. Where did it all go wrong for the Welsh region's four losses out of four this weekend? So we get to the bottom of that during this episode as well as looking ahead to what will hopefully be a more cheerful set of results as we head into the Autumn Internationals as they close in on us. And we're also having a, a bit of fun ahead of the release of the autobiography from former Wales captain and Cardiff Blues hooker Matthew Rees. So stay tuned for all of this. And joining me to do that is Dan Killick, last seen being given the runaround at London Welsh by his daughter. And I'm sure that's not the first time you've been given the runaround by a diminutive figure at Old Deer, Old Deer Park, is it, Dan? No, it's not. I was, I was literally bribing her with, you know, Imi, please, you know, keep still now. We'll just watch a little bit of the game and then we'll go and get a juicy and a little mm. bit of chocolate. Um, didn't even guess for 10 seconds of stillness. So, um, yeah, I barely saw any of it. Yeah. But... Um, you saw the game. I did, it's, yeah. Good, great day. Tell me great what day to be <laughs> great day to be watching rugby as well. Sun, sun shining. It's um, oh, it's just a beautiful place to watch rugby when, uh, particularly when the weather's like that, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's no, yeah. It's hard to beat that, isn't it? Pagoda yeah. in the background. Pagoda in the background. Beautiful pitch, and uh, and they got the bonus point win as well. Big scrummaging performance. So yeah, enjoy it. It's good to see a a well side get some uh, get some results because yeah. the pro sides didn't big crowd there as well. well. Yeah, 500 odd, wasn't they, yesterday? Yeah. So, yeah, not, not a bad turnout at all. Uh, right. Before we get underway, as always, a quick thank you to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. So head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk for not only great coffee, but you can also get merchandise cups and even reusable pods now as well. So you can do your bit for the environment and uh, get coffee nice and easy with those, uh, with those reusable pods. So check that out. Right, part one. It's fact or fiction. This part of the show is where we have five statements and we debate whether they are true or false. Right, Dan, we'll kick this one off and we're going to talk about Cardiff Blues. For all their exciting endeavour, Cardiff Blues need to add some structure to their game if they're going to challenge for honours, fact or fiction. 
Fact. Yep. Yeah. Straight up fact for me. Um, they we know what they can do in attack, don't mm. we? They're they're so dangerous, but they just yeah they just don't have the structure there at the moment at all. Do they? And you would have you would have thought that maybe that would have I thought um, the coach would have come in and that's the first bit he would have looked yeah looked to address really because their attacking intent has been there really for for a couple of seasons. Yeah, it has undoubtedly. Um, I don't know. Is, is he is he ignored it? Is he is he is he trying to address it? I don't know. It's really really hard to say because last week we did we had this debate and we said right are they, are they a better side than they were under Danny Wilson and I, that was really disappointing today I thought and um, today showed they're clearly not though didn't it? I think so. Yeah, they're just so erratic. It's hard to tell because there were moments of absolute genius, but then the defence just was was far too porous today. A lot of dog legs in the centre again not pointing fingers but we've, we've said before I, I like it when Garen Smith's in there at 13 to dictate yeah. the to kind of dictate that defensive line and they found it far too easy Glasgow to find gaps within that Adam Hastings had a blinder for them at 10 and God, was he just, looks good doesn't he he's a good player yeah I've got a bit of a man crush on him it's cool cool looking fella I, I think, think a he's, few people have yeah, yeah he, uh, but yeah he, he, he ran them ragged really and they, they ran great support lines they just they just found it too easy and, and Cardiff on the other hand when they had the ball in the opposition 22 they coughed it up too easily so yeah it's the, the defensive frailties isn't it and then yeah. their, their you know, set piece you know, line out at critical times didn't quite didn't work go, did it yeah it didn't, didn't no it didn't today um, you can't you can't afford for those errors can you against sides like you know sides like Glasgow um, but any of the sides now yeah. really, it, it's you, you just you just give them give them easy points yeah, Easy that's outs. true. And um, I just wonder though, yeah, are we being a bit too, you know, are we being hypocritical by saying we always sit here and say we want to see attacking, running rugby, and we know that they can do that. And when they get it right, it's amazing. Are we being a bit hypocritical saying, you know, well, they, they need to add structure because actually what we want to see is the exciting stuff? Yeah, I, no, I don't think we are really. I mean, some, some of this stuff is quite basic, isn't it? It's not. You know, you can understand the odd, you know, the odd missed tackle, but I think the defence has been really leaky. Um, you know, at times, although so it's not it's not too much to ask to say, play with flair and you know ambition and and spin it and stuff, but have a solid you know have a solid defence and be well organised. That's yeah. not too much to ask, is it? Yeah, organisation and with the line out as well. You know, I think that that's got a that's got a fire in those key areas. It had to it had to mm. today. It didn't. The scrum, you know, where they've been under pressure, you know, if they're playing two back rows in the second in the second row, you you, you know that's going to happen, don't you? But yeah. Some of these some of these errors. Are, and I, uh, I think bringing George Earl back, uh, you know, I looked at on the team sheet today and thought, right, that'll definitely help in that regard. And a couple of the early scrums went well, and you know, and the Blues picked up a couple of penalties off it. And then it kind of seemed that the free players changed his mind when when it got to uh, yeah when it got to the probably about halfway through the first half it just looked as though you know you know when you kind of get that feeling early on that the ref's made up his mind who the the dominant yeah. side are and winning two early penalties I thought that he might have it was looking good he might have had that yeah but it kind of all it all changed a bit after that um, who, who, who were the key men for you for, for, for the Blues as in who came out of it well yeah so you know I think Summerhill took his chances well and uh you know, it's a bit of a strange one him because he's a. I've been watching him play last preseason, so the preseason before, uh, whatever that would be, summer 2017. Mm. He ran in a load of tries. And I thought, oh, we're going to see a lot of this boy. Yeah, he and couldn't he didn't stop really scoring, f- did he? Yeah, he couldn't. And he didn't really feature for the Blues last season. And 
yeah, so I thought you know he did well and, and finished, and there were some some glimpses again. Anscombe showed, particularly late in the second half, what he's you know what he's capable of. His fine form continues, and again, I thought the back row did you know did a good job. Some key turnovers from Ellis Jenkins and Ollie Robinson, as you expect, and. Actually, you know, I, th- I think we saw the best and the the worst of, of Dylan Lewis. He's a player. I think he's such a bright prospect, and in the loose and over the ball, he's he's so mm. good. But then you just saw a couple of couple of penalties that were a little bit naive. And you know, he's at that stage in his development. But so you yeah, know, there's it, there's all these things to consider. It's frustration, though, isn't it? Really, because you think that the blue, they're they're a lot of these points are things that they can address and address quite quickly. Yeah, you know, really, and then they're a they're a really decent outfit. Yeah, I just think I, I think that was a, that was a bitter disappointment today because it was all there. Expectation was there. Expectation was quite rightly high, I think, off the back of winning away, winning away in Leon. The opportunity was here to you know home games. You've got to win them. Big crowd. Yeah. You know, perfect conditions for the kind of rugby they want to play. Arguably, something that might have had something to do with it was the the fact that they were both wearing the same kits which is just about one level of the game where yeah. things were evenly matched uh, Anscombe wasn't happy afterwards was he? no he's really he kind really of laid out. into it and that's a very interesting one because I don't know who makes who makes that decision my gut feel says it's that the Blues have to wear that European kit a certain number of times you know it's like a commercial agreement <laughs> part of me wonders whether that's the case but yeah this can't be happening in in the highest they, level of, they were too, of rugby, they, 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 they are close, way right? too similar. Yeah, when you've got those split, you know, you've got a split second. You all you see, all you see is the sky blue. blue yeah. You see in blue, aren't you? It's um, yeah, not that uh, was embarrassing. I think, yeah, and you know that's that's frustrating. You know, I'm sh- Martin <laughs> Williams also said, didn't he? It's the yeah. hardest, the hardest game he's had to comment it on just because of the kit, just because of the kit. It was like a bit of a headache I mean, to watch at times, wasn't it? It's. I don't know stuff like that's just so frustrating. It's like you like, you've, you've got to get it right. You've just got to get those things right, and you know, just just wear kits that don't look too similar because it, it ruins it as a spectacle too for fans. Hard. It's you not know, too hard to ask, is it? It's not too much to ask, <laughs> is it? Really? Like, do you know what I mean? You, you have want, it. At, yeah. You have it at club level. You know, like you know, what I mean, amateur, yeah. amateur club level. Like, is there not a? You know, get a skin the, situation, couldn't they? They're too close. I wouldn't have fancied. I wouldn't have fancied that on the four G pitch. Oh no. Yeah, that'd be a bit of a. A bit of a tall order. So, yeah, yeah things, you know, I, I don't know how much that played, but it can't have helped. It can't have helped. And, you know, you can argue it's the same for both sides, but I don't know, just it, it definitely left a bit of a, a sour aftertaste. And I thought that the minute that both teams were coming out down the tunnel, I thought, surely they're not. Yeah, I think it, that. it definitely can't. It definitely kind of helped with the, especially the way in which those two teams play, where it's, there's quite yeah. a lot of offload running, yeah, you know, yeah. running in from, from, from here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be. Would have made out. for a better game, wouldn't it? More than likely, if the if the kids were different. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. You know, I think for the neutral, it wasn't a bad game. But anyone who's a, uh, you know, all for all for Glasgow fans for that matter. But you know, I think it definitely left a bit of a sour aftertaste if you're um, if you're a Blues fan. Right, they've got the opportunity to bounce back in the, in the league, and uh, of course, all of the Welsh sides do. And we'll be looking ahead to that in the third and final part of the show. So stay tuned for that. But let's stick with fact or fiction and move on to the next one, Dan. Sam Davis should take advantage of a move to England if Leicester or Harlequins come calling. Fact or fiction? So just to put a bit of context behind this, this is a story uh, that um, surfaced this morning. Again, our uh, our good mate Steph Thomas. Uh, this ran on Wales Online earlier. And uh, yeah, seems to be some, some rumours suggesting that uh, as well as the 
the uh, the scarlets and potentially the dragons sniffing around Sam Davis that mm. a couple of the English sides might as well. All right, fact or fiction? I'm going to throw this straight back to you. Oh, all right. Okay. After you've taken a sip in your peppermint. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, do you know what? If Again, it's always really, really hard to gauge with these rumours because you never know yeah. how much truth there is in there. If it is true, I actually think at this moment it's, it's clear. Sam Davis could do worse than, than getting out, yeah. playing in a different league, playing behind a few packs, playing um, with different different centres outside him. Put him put him behind a monster, you know, yeah. an Osprey's pack of old, mm. and he'll just be pinning that ball in behind, you know, behind defence, you know, yep. behind the lines. He'll... And, you know, centres love the sort well, of... Well, let's say it's... Let's say it's yeah, yeah. Let's say it's... Uh, um, it, he were to go to Leicester. Yeah. You know, Manu Tuolangi had a fantastic game on uh, on it. Friday night. You know, they... Imagine I, him feeding him through the gaps. Yeah. I mean, purely for him... Yeah. Well, you, you can't, you know... If they came knocking, he'd... he'd if you were in his position... Yeah, if I if I was in his position and you know Leicester or one of the you know one of the big English clubs came, yeah, I think I, I think I'd go. You'd, you'd take you know take a couple of years out um, and then come back to Wales because he's not yeah he's, he's not, not going to feature at the moment. No, he's, he's not, not going to be in the World Cup. He's not going to feature. He, he's off. He's off the off the radar. I know you know if, if there was a run of injuries, then then he'd be there. Mm. But I don't think you can really look, you can't you can't. You can't make a decision off the back of that, can you? So where you do, have to where do you think he is in the pecking order at the moment in terms of Welsh outside halves? I think he's probably like how Gatland sees it. He's probably fourth, isn't he? I mean, think, fourth yeah. choice. I think you know some people maybe say that Jared would be mm. there or thereabouts, but he, he he can't be really because Sam has actually got some experience at yeah. international level, isn't he? And that does that does count for a lot. So I would say he's probably fourth. Um, one of the big boys comes in, you'd have. He'd definitely be having a chat with his old man, wouldn't he? Mm. Yeah, about well, what to do. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know whether it'd be a. He's just at that stage in his career, like we've said. You know, there, there were times when we've we've really, um, yeah, we've really sung his praises. In particular, you know, you go back about what was that two years ago when he had that mm. really good start to the season, and everyone was saying, weren't they? You know, yeah, yeah, get him in over bigger. We yeah, we rate you know, rate him highly. He's a great yeah. player, isn't he? He is. I, yeah, I just wonder whether it might, do, you know, and and again, you you got to think financially. It's a short career. He could have. The opportunity to go and play a big English, a big English wages. I, I don't think anyone could begrudge him that opportunity. Yeah. Counter, not, yeah. Oh, Counter argument is the Ospreys haven't. You know that shirt is there to be nailed down this season. If he concentrates on that, and they do see, you know, obviously a slightly different scenario this weekend. They do seem to be moving in the right direction again. Then you know you could find yourself, you could find yourself in that position where you're playing for an Ospreys team that's going well. They're challenging in the league. Uh, you know who knows? Maybe there's a, cha- a challenge cup run still in the offing. Then does he start to creep back mm. into contention? Or you know, or even put into one side the Wales uh, the Wales issue. Is he then just you know he's, he's playing good rugby at his at the, the reason he's always played for? Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. There's a lot to consider because. If he was to move, if he was to move for England, for instance, he would be, he would be a squad player. He's not, he wouldn't be guaranteed to start, would he? And as you just pointed out there, at, at the Ospreys, he is, he's nailed on mm. really to start. There's no, there's no other choices, isn't no. there? So um, he's playing quite well. Um, he's he's maybe, starting to recover his form, isn't he? he is. I think, yeah, yeah, he is. And a lot of it does depend on the centres with him because the way, because the ten, the ten. The way in which he plays, he relies on, you know, um, Ashley Beck would, 
you know, he made Ashley Beck look absolutely outstanding, mm. didn't he? Uh, and Ben John as well for, for for a while. You know, some of those be- you know, Ben John couldn't stop scoring. I know yeah. he was cutting the line, but equally, you know, Sam Davis was running, was was taking it up, and then just literally feeding him. Yeah, and it worked brilliantly. So he does rely on those centres, um, and the Ospreys. You know, over the last you know last fourteen months have, have not really known what's been going on in the in the centre berth, have they? So, do you think the loss of someone like Matavesi has made a big difference in that regard? Because he's almost like a yeah. second playmaker in there. You know, whether it's it was bigger inside him or Sam Davis. You know, he is a player who, in his own right, can play outside half. He's creative and he can crash it up. You know, it just adds a lot of versatility to a backline when you've got a player like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it does. And the, lots of the players have come out from there and said they really enjoy playing with him. Um, and it's something that you don't you don't always hear, do you? That you know how how valuable a player is from other guys, and, and until they go, really, I suppose. And you you just have this perception of how how a guy is, and he was like a box of tricks, wasn't mm. he? But oh yeah. Um, you know, hearing you know hearing wingers like him playing with him, and, yeah, yeah. And back rowers and things like that, because he'd cut back in. You don't, you you can miss all those things, mm. can't you? So, yeah, I, I um, yeah, I suppose the more we're talking about this, it, it it it's not, it's not straight, it's not as straightforward as you know. There's a big paycheck there, um, and that's going to be his motivation, is it? It's he's 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 going to have his eye on on, on mm. Wales. All right, bottom line then, Dan, to wrap this up. Yeah, if you're Sam Davis and the opportunity arises. Are you going or are you staying? For England, I'm going. Okay. I'm going for a couple of years. And is this because you want to sell him a house if he goes to Harkins? <laughs> is he coming this way? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Let's have a look at the Scarlets then. Scarlets have blown it in Europe for this season, fact or fiction? Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be very, very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I think, um, I think for me, it's got to be, it's got to be a fact, really, at the moment. I think with the injuries, um, I think last season they did way beyond. You know, they they out, they outperformed themselves, didn't they? They did so, so well. I think I said at the time there was going to be a difficult season this year for mm. them. Um, yeah, I think I found it more <sighs> difficult than I anticipated. I kind of had almost that bit of like blind faith in saying, you know, the players that they're going to bring in will be able to replace Barkley and Byrne and those players who'd, uh, you know, well, Scott Williams and Alan Davis who'd left the club and you went, okay, you know, they've recruited well on paper. And I still think they have. But I think for me, it's taking a bit longer to gel and in order to hit those, you know, to hit those high levels consistently is it's very, very difficult. Um, it's so difficult to hit those levels when you've got, when your squad is, you know, when you've got a, a depleted squad, haven't you? Mm. And the game is so the game is so tough now. So, I, it's um, it's going to be a massive, massive challenge for them now to get out. I mean, can you see them getting out? No, I can't actually. I think this is bigger than last year. I think this is mm. tougher than last year. You know, they're going to have to. You know, they're going to have to go and. You know, there's not the. I know Benetton are a much improved side, but at least in this this time last year, they had two back to back games against Benetton, and yeah, they almost squandered the home game. And I think yeah. it was the home game. And yeah, they, they ended up getting out of it with um, with maximum points. But then, you know, just got better and better in that game against Bath. Just, um, mm. you know, the game away at Bath just just changed oh, everything. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not unthinkable to think that Scarlets, when they hit their straps, could go to Racing and beat them away. I don't think that's... They can do, can't they? Yeah. They can beat any side, we know that. Can they beat Leicester at home? Yes. And, you know, can they beat, can they beat Ulster twice? Tough, but... Yes, I think they can. So look, it's it's not unthinkable, but I think it's a tougher ask than last year. I think the players that they've they've lost are 
And it's no disrespect to the replacements they've brought in, but Burn is world... Can I say he's world-class? I, I don't think he's far off. You know what I mean? I, I think Ty Burn is going to show that he has world-class potential, put it that way. You know, and I, I, I've, said, I've said it before, I, I think he's going to be a test lion in... in uh, in a few years' time, I think I just think he's that good. I think he's reinventing the way that European locks have to play. You have to be that mobile, that big, and have it all. You know, I, I think he is that that level of amazing. Him, aren't they? Like, yeah, down. I know. Yeah, I stop know, turning that. ball over yeah. with one hand. Yeah, exactly. And in ridiculous positions, those kind of and you know, and the the ball skills that he's got. Yeah. You know, so I think it's just having lost him and Barkley and McCubby being injured. It's very, very difficult. And, you know, that said, I thought some of the guys in the back row did a, did a really good job. I thought both McLeod and Boyd had a really good game on Friday night. I thought it was a bit quieter from Blade Thompson than, than he has been before, but he's been a really astute signing. I think yeah. he's going to be... Uh, Signings have been good, as you they said. Have they have been good. They've signed well. Yeah. It's just, you know, they've lost a lot of guys that are outstanding. And also that whole culture, you know, they bought into it mm. so well, didn't they? That it's just going to take time when you lose... Key, those key key guys I mean they're not you know these guys aren't squad players they're, they're literally leading yeah. pivotal you know I pivotal guys that's that's exactly right and I, I just think they're, they're out of form at the moment they're out of form and the Scarlets of last season wouldn't have lost that game against Racing they wouldn't have given away those key points just before half time and the the error at the end of full time you know the missed half penny conversion all, those, all that stuff in the game against Racing and I don't think the Scarlets of last season would have turned off quite as much as, as they did in the second half against Leicester so you know I, I expect them to I, I don't think Pivak's got one eye on the Wales job just yet I think he's focusing on what's in front of him and I expect them to have a, a tough couple of weeks and some tough questions yeah, asked I think and they're, they're, they're playing you know, they're playing some good rugby still as well aren't yeah, they? They it's, are. it's just it's, there's no you know it's not it's not uh, the wheels haven't come off or anything no, like that they just that. It's, it's they're kind of doing they're kind of doing as well as they as well as they can do really in a way aren't they Apart from, I don't know. I expect a bit. Some I, of the set I think there's a bit more, and I, I think they some will. Some of the set piece errors. I think they'll be looking at that performance on Friday night and saying that wasn't the best that we could do. Mm. And I just think they're they're out of form at the moment. And they're misfiring a bit, and I would expect that to change. And yeah, of course, the injuries are having a massive, a massive impact. You know, I think Patchell in particular is, you know, obviously he makes them tick. Dan Jones again, I think is a player I really admire, but he's not firing at the right. We had a good second half against Racing, but. Yeah, I don't think he fired particularly well on um, on Friday night. So, yeah, I think it's difficult. I don't think they're going to get out of the group. But you know, if if any side, if any Welsh side can, it's them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, still to come, we're going to chat about uh, chat about the Dragons and their uh, exploits. We'll also be looking ahead to the Autumn Internationals and reviewing that squad that Warren Gatland named uh, earlier on. Uh, this week as we record it which will be last week as you're listening to it and we'll also have something slightly different in the uh, in the second part of the show uh, which is uh, going to take Dan Killick by surprise and test your test your trivia knowledge Dan okay. um, so <laughs> so all of that to come very very shortly Loads more still to come on the Attacking Scrum podcast, uh, but we've still got two to go on Fact or Fiction, Dan. And uh, let's start with this one, which you, again, you may want to throw straight back to me. Uh, Dragons fans went too far with their sarcastic cheers towards Josh Lewis. Fact or Fiction? Definitely coming your way. 
Um, again, so I wasn't there on Friday night. Should have uh, been. Should have been. <laughs> uh, didn't obviously didn't see the game as see last week's podcast for rant about coverage yeah. of the Challenge Cup. Um, but I understand the frustrations. If I'm honest, uh, I don't. I don't think this. This is you know, again. This has come out as a, a story online this week, and uh, you know, in the last you know the last day or so. And I think it's just a bit of gallows humour. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a group of players. You know, Josh Lewis made a couple of daft mistakes. He put the ball straight out, you know, put the ball straight out off a restart, missed some touches. Mm. And then when he did find touch, you know, there was some sarcastic cheers. I don't think that they're getting on Josh Lewis's back in particular. You know, I think there might be one or two people who, you know, who maybe... It's certainly not, that's not going to help him though, is it? No, it's he's not, not going to go. Oh, thanks for that. I was absolutely that really lifted me. No, no, I get that. No, but you did used to hear a lot of it, didn't you? Yeah, I, look, it's thing is, I, I get the I get the frustration because again, that's another that's another poor result. And I know, you know, I, I saw a few a few people online saying, "Oh, yes, you know, it was a, it was a substandard Northampton team. It, it wasn't really. There's was enough class in that Northampton side. Yeah, there was there, there was quite a strong outfit. Yeah, thought. I think I think it was, but it's just the kind of how often we're getting blown away in either the first or second half just seems to be so, so frequent. Um, and, you know, putting aside this this kind of matter about sarcastic cheers and whatnot, there is a hell of a lot of important rugby coming up now for, for Jackman and that team. They've got, they've got a tough run. Right, so let me, let me talk you through what the, what the Dragons have got coming up. There's, um, uh, right, where, have we, where are we? So next Friday, they're away at Ulster. Which you know speaks for itself is a tough, tough game. Mm. Following week, um, they're away at Connacht. Oh. Again, you know, like Connacht is a game you want to be targeting, but they're no mugs, as we know. And there's also a, a, a strange kind of friendly game against uh, against Russia. I wouldn't read too much into that. You go back to competitive fixtures. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough old running. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think this is going to get really, really tough. You've got the derbies to come in. In December, and you know, you look at that fixture list, and you go, "God, where's the next? Where's the next win coming from?" Yeah, and it does, it does look really, really tough. So I think there's there's much bigger things to be worried about than whether. Do you think a lot of those those cheers then were sort of like it's almost like epitomizes the sort of frustration of of of, you know the loyal fans that are going down. It's born out of frustration. It's yeah, a bit of that definitely. And like I say, I think it's a bit of gallows humour. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of you—you you kind of if you don't laugh, you cry type thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's it's really difficult, and everyone's everyone's sick of it. I don't think too many Dragons fans would be um, will give. Jo- you know, next time Josh Lewis turns out for the Dragons, I don't think he's going to be getting any more stick from the get-go. But you're right; it's, it's, it's not going to help his confidence. No, I mean, I, but I don't. Yeah, I also I don't think he. Uh, I don't think it'll really affect him because it's you know you get you get that type of stick don't you when you're playing the side and you know even if you're training you put a ball out on the full yeah or, you know you pass into the you know you make a dead pass you know everyone's sort of you know having a little cheer your own your own your own players that there's far worse things than that isn't yeah it? you'll uh, and in a way the best that off. Uh, yeah exactly and in a way the best thing that could happen is you know his own players give him a little bit of stick yeah in, exactly in yeah. the week and yeah. you know and you kind of go right let's yeah. laugh it off yeah wipe the slate clean let's get on and. Get out and get a you know, be, get a victory. Yeah. It, all he's got to do is watch a rerun of Freddie Burns and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> be, yeah. It, that'll lift him. <laughs> exactly. And um, God, yeah. So something just a quick aside on that Freddie Burns thing. 
I think Maxime Maydard deserves a bit more credit for that. You know, the proper not giving up, get your boot underneath it. Yeah. Fair play to him. And uh, he was funder, you know, he was a, a key cog in the uh, in the win over Leinster today. So to bring yeah. that back to our Scarlet's point as well, you know, that shows that anything is anything is possible, possible in the yeah. Heineken Cup because yeah. we've been looking at Leinster for a long time Absolutely, going, well, yeah. they're they're unbeatable. So you know, I suppose yeah, that's some that good scenes there at the end, weren't they? With that win. Oof. Oh yeah, and yeah, oh, it seemed like it, a, yeah. again. I haven't I haven't actually seen the the game in full, but seemed like a proper um, real humdinger, proper ding dong. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, let's have, let's have a chat about Wales now, Dan. Uh, the Welsh squad for the autumn shows that Gatland is up for experimenting ahead of Rugby World Cup. Fact or fiction? Um, it's a. I mean, some of it's some of it's forced. So I'm going to say fiction on that a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, there's a. There's still some places up for grabs in there, and we've seen that with the inclusion of... Uh, did you see Jonah Holmes coming? No, I didn't. Okay, did you, one, um, know who's Welsh, or two, know who he was? Um, I knew he was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know he was Welsh, actually. Yeah. Um, do you know he's the quickest? Rumoured to be the quickest in the league? Is that right? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. He looked... Uh, he looked I British. do like these rumours, though. Yeah. But, yeah, apparently. Um, he's... Yeah, no, I mean, he's... he's Good player, isn't he? Looks really sort of assured on the ball. Mm. Um, and, and he's pacey, if yeah. that is to be believed. Um, he's, quite, he's quite a lump as well, isn't he? So He looks solid, you know, a, a, certainly a, a strong yeah. a, a strong winger, full-back, you know, someone yeah. who's, uh, yeah, certainly a physical, you know, he's not a Matthew Morgan-style yeah. full-back. So, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's got something, got something about him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose they're the two headlines, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, him and Morgan. Yeah, we. Um, I don't think too many people would have thought that uh, that that he would have been uh, coming in. But um, no. it's great. It's, it's good to see, isn't it? I mean, we need we need out and out pace. You know, we really do. I think, and I, I've said again, I might be reading far too much into this, but I've said for a long time that the best I've seen Wales play in my lifetime was 2011 World Cup, and yes, it was a very power orientated game. But you had that magic behind the scrum. Priestland got the um, got the, got backs, the backs, backs ticking, and you had Shane in there who was just able to bring yeah. something out of nothing. And God, I we wonder, some good rugby then. yeah, we did. And I, I wonder whether Gatland is just looking for something. Of the, I'm not comparing Luke Morgan to Shane, but he is a player who has got absurd speed, who's got that ability to to just want to go. Um, you know, and Anscombe's doing the same thing as well right now. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I think we're going to see a few different, a few different combinations, um, possibly in the backs. I don't think we're going to see wholesale changes apart from the Tonga no. game, as I expect. It will be, you know, whoever's fit and available. But I do expect to see, you know, I expect to see it, one or both of those players get capped. If, if it's something that we've lacked, though, isn't it, over the last sort of ten years, is out and out genuine speed mm. out wide. You know, we've quite often gone out, you know, past the ball along the line, and we just haven't had the pace to be able to to be able to put them in. You know, sides like England, you know, they have, you know, they've had pacey, yeah, pacey wingers, haven't they? They might not have had the, you know, huge amounts upstairs in terms of, you know, rugby, you know, the way in which they read the game, but they've had genuine. Who are you pace. referring to there? No, no one. But no, go on, you must have, you must have someone in mind there, Dan. Who are we talking? Is this Johnny May? Is this Ashton? Who is this? Well, I think you know, I mean, Ashton. Ashton tracks some lovely lines, mm. doesn't he? And that's that's a, a, a brilliant skill which he obviously picked up in rugby league. But yeah, I think Johnny May at times has, has, has looked, you know, mm. totally at sea. But then, but then, but then he surprises me as well. 
Yeah, when he, when the trial he, on was on Friday night against the Scarlets. Yeah, yeah, he really does surprise me at times as well. So I don't know. He's, but he's got that at that pace as you saw that game yeah, against New yeah. Zealand where he blitzed just around the side. If you've got, got that. that, you can. You know, it, it's just yeah, the old stuff and no substitute pace. But it, it's it's just so good to have that in your yeah. in your locker, isn't it? And we haven't had that. So uh, for me, it's really exciting that these two these two guys have come in. We don't know whether they'll feature, do we? But I they'll I'll probably back one of them too. The mm, I, I think you've got to tinker a little bit here. I, you know, again, we said this a couple of weeks ago that you want to be you want to be aiming to get those results against particularly South Africa and Australia. I think that'd be really good for confidence. I had Sam Warburton speaking in the week saying that actually don't read too much into the results. It doesn't mm. matter. It's still too far away to to uh, you know to read too much into those results. But that said, I think if you could go through this autumn and win all four games, I think that does a lot for confidence. If yeah. I'm honest. I really do, and um, so I think that should be that should that would be part of my remit if I was yeah. his. Like, look, we need to win these games, but I wouldn't write out just the odd little change here and there. Uh, you know, like I say, it's given after all. Yeah, you will. But the other thing with with you do need you do need one or two, don't you, to come in because it does it does keep the whole squad on their toes. Yeah. So if it's exact if it's exactly how we thought it was going to be, then you know naturally a little bit of. A little bit of complacency does come in. It just has to, doesn't it? You know, and this is like, oh, hang on, who's who are these two? Okay, mm. it just lifts the whole, the whole, the whole mood of the camp. I suppose slightly changes. You know, you got you got players that are, you got players that are coming to the fore in terms of you know looking after the younger, you know, the younger inexperienced guys. So you start seeing who's leaders, mm. who's not, and it affects it affects the whole squad. Um, so yeah, I think it's good, good move. Any any changes you'd have made? Anyone you think is a little bit unlucky not to get in that squad? No, not really. I think it's it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much as I thought it would be. Um, is there a couple on your well, side? Then? As you thought it would be. You did not. You just <laughs> told me you didn't see Jonah Holmes coming. Yeah. Apart, okay. Apart from that, but nobody did. did they? No, I don't think. I'd so. be I'd be really skeptical of someone if they said, yeah. I, you know, I had him down. He's on my list. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Ollie Griffiths is uh, is a touch unlucky, particularly with Navidi being injured now and not being available for selection. But you are you surprised though? And I'm I think he's unlucky. But mm. you know Gatland has. I think he likes. It. I think he's a player in Gatland's mould. You know he's a proper pro, great over the ball, versatile, quick, agile. I think he's got a Walton. lot. I he's a kind of similar player to Warburton. I don't. Think he's you know he's not as big and as big a ball carrier as Warburton. But he's you know he's probably offers more in terms of just pure speed at, at this stage in his career. And so yeah, I, and, and his ability to cover eight certainly in a game like you know either against Tonga or covering on the bench or something like that, where we've got we've got very little cover in there. I think he's a, probably a bit unlucky. And um, the Lydia one I found surprising. You know, we know what a class act he is, and I've been a Gatlin, huge fan of his. But Gatlin loves obviously him. Obviously, Gatlin does. Yeah, and you know, farming stock. I said he's um, pure farm strength. Yeah, he but, has. The thing is, people have said he hasn't been in form. Yeah, he, he's. He's played pretty well mm. at times over the you know the last last your know, last few games, but um, I think that is quite you know that is quite a surprise. I think he's. Gone. I would love to see him find find proper form again because you know we we've said before yeah. you know there is that level of intensity in international rugby that you know you might have a really eye catching game against Zebra in a Pro Fourteen game or something like that, but that is so so different. To, mm to what you've got to do at international rugby in order to stand out. And look, the guy, you know, the guy's 
CV speaks for itself, doesn't it? So I, I really hope he does. Yeah. He does he come back fit, and make an impression. If he yeah. can stay fit, you you wouldn't back against him being there, would you? Um, could, we, we've always said again, you know, where the game's moved on in inverted commas, and you need more players. You've got, you know, you need more in your in your locker than than maybe what Dan Liddy was very very good at doing, which is just pure kind of donkey work. Do you think he's, you know, he's improved on those elements of his game? You know, is his ball carrying, is his ball carrying better? Has he got a bit more in, by way of, you know, softer hands and stuff? Or his, his, his ball carrying, it did improve for a bit in the club yeah. game, didn't it? We we mentioned it, you know, they started to carry, but but then he, he sort of he just dropped off for me again. Mm. Then I thought, and he doesn't carry as as effectively as he should do for for his size. He's, yeah. he's big, isn't he? He's a big chap. He goes down too easily. You see some of the smaller guys that. Are actually punching, you know, punching holes, and you know, look, I mean, look, um, Ollie Griffiths, you know, he's, mm. he's he's a he's a good example. He's Lydia, it's a, a you know broader, yeah, you know, altogether bigger chap, isn't he? But he um, Ollie Griffiths, re, you know, goes in goes in a lot harder. Mm. So um, we've seen some nice touches with the hands. I think he's he's dependable, isn't he? Gatlin Gatlin knows yeah. that if he can get him fit, yeah, he will he knows the job he's going to yeah, do, yeah, yeah. and that's. That's probably a nice position to be in. That he'll slot in there, and he's gonna do, he's gonna do that particular role all day long. Yeah, till the cows come home. So very good, it's very good. Right, I have to I have to leave it there, Dan. Actually, there, there is someone. Oh, there on. is someone that is, I suppose, a little hard done by. Um, he plays. He plays in England. Oh um, God, yeah, yeah. He got man of the match again this weekend. And it's Di Young's Di Young's son, isn't it? It's really difficult to see why he's. Uh, why he's been left out? I, that's the that's the thing that I do find strange is that they haven't had a look at, at other sevens where you know where we said we've got so much strength in depth. Yeah, and you see, Ellis Jenkins has walked off with a bit of a knot, mm. seemingly not too serious, which we hope. But you know, all of a sudden, all of these sevens you got queuing up, you, and you want to keep them all. You need to kind of keep them all happy, don't you? And he's he's one that, and probably rightly so, is. Uh, you know, he's very diplomatic, wasn't mm. he? In his his um, his chat afterwards, with the comment, you know, about his his omission. Yeah. But he's going to be pissed off. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's an interesting. He one. keeps on getting man of the match. He almost gets man of the match every time he plays. His stats are off the scale. <clears throat> Here's one for you. Fast right. forward 18 months, and he's still playing this well. Um, would you think Pivak would have a slightly different opinion? Ignore for one moment, you know, whether he's playing in Wales or not. Let's just say, based purely on on form, do you think Pivak would be more likely to have a look at him and go, "Yeah, that's the kind of player I want"? Not necessarily. No, I think I think they'll they'll probably take a similar similar stance. I mean, if he's if he's still playing, if he's playing this well and has been mm. and keeps it going for another two years, then you can't you can't ignore him, can you? I mean, I think Gatland has question marks over the English league. You know, but if you're doing it in Europe, I mean, that's you, it. You know. You, that's always been Gatlin's barometer of whether they're whether they're worth bringing into the squad. It's how they perform in Europe, which again is why you haven't seen, which is why you know you probably haven't seen as many Cardiff and Dragons players in there, of, you know, prior to this season, because that's you know that's the level that he likes to judge yeah. players on. And if you're playing like that, you know, he even looked good when Leinster romped home, didn't he? In, in that he did, game. yeah. He, I mean, he really shone in that, didn't he? And nobody else did. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Um... It it is a tough it's a tough one on him because Gatlin likes you know people that that consistently play well and he is he is you can't knock him for that can you and he's great in attack as well so he offers yeah, absolutely he offers a lot in attack 
you know, and, and then the out and out seven stuff that you'd expect mm. the seven to do. So, you know, could he, you know, could he cover six? Um, you know, he's not going to cover eight, is he? But no. we need we need a couple of versatile guys in the back row. It, there's there's going to be some really disappointing people. Yeah. One of them, he's, at the moment, he's probably thinking, I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah, it's an interesting one. No, I agree with you on that one. Tough, tough ask. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with that as the as the months pass by and we get closer to World Cup time. Uh, right, second part of the show, Dan. Slightly different this week. Um, so as I mentioned right at the top of the show, Matthew Reese's autobiography, Reasons to Smile, is out as you listen to this today. So Monday, whatever that is, Monday the 22nd of October, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's out right now. Yes, that's right. And it's co-written by our pal Craig Muncy. And uh, from what Craig tells me, it's a really, really interesting read, uh, as you probably expect from Smiler, honest and full of character. So we're looking forward to, uh, to getting our hands on a copy of that and, and having a good read. And we're also hoping to have a chat with, with Matthew Reese soon um, to get his story on this podcast, which would be fantastic. But to celebrate the release of the book, Dan and I are going to have a bit of fun, which you don't even know about yet. Um, but in the book, Smiler picks his best 15 of the players he's played with for Wales, so I don't know what the answers are, but we're going to have a guess on this and see how many we can get right when we get our hands on a copy of the book. All right. Okay. okay. Where do you want to start? You want to start? Well, I suppose you should start in the front row, shouldn't we? Because I'm presuming he's going to put himself in it. Players that he's played with. So players he's played with for Wales. Oh God. So he's got sixty caps. For Wales. Okay. Yeah. We've got sixty caps just to remind ourselves of a bit of Matthew Reese uh, trivia here. So, um, would you want the years he spanned as well? Would that help, Dan? It wouldn't really, no. I'm just going <laughs> to... It would with you, I know. Yeah. So first capped in 2005, so it goes back quite a way. And, uh, yeah, last capped 2013, I think. So, yeah. Okay, let's start with the front row. Right, he's going to pick himself, isn't he? That doesn't matter. How does that help? Right, so he's going to pick himself, isn't he, at hooker? Yeah. You would imagine. And his arm guard. Yeah, and his arm guard, exactly. So... Reese at two. He's, Who, got, he's got to have Adam Adam Jones. Adam Jones on the tight, I would go for, and Gethin on the list, surely. Yeah. Right. Easy. Wide front row. There we go. Bang. Easy. Great start. Second row, right, Adam and Jones. Picks himself. Who would be partnering Adam and Jones in Matthew Reese's eyes, do you think? I'm gonna say Charteris. I'm gonna go Charteris yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah, again, if you're a if you're a hooker throwing in, you know, some six foot yeah. ten you can sling out, that's gonna make life easier, Thank isn't you. it? Yeah. Let's go with Charts. Uh, all right, back row. Martin. I think he's going to go. I was debating this in my head earlier. Does he go Martin or Sam? I think the old school. He'd find it hard to leave Martin out, wouldn't he? I think he would. I think there could be a little twist, maybe with yeah. six. Yeah, I think with he Sam. could be right. Were they at Ponty together as well? They might have been. Uh, I don't think what's they it, were. Yeah, maybe Martin had gone to Cardiff by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'd go with Martin as well. What about it? It's got to be Toby at eight, hasn't it? Surely. Yeah, it's got to be Toby at eight. Six is an interesting one. Would you put, yeah. Sam, you put Sam at six? No, I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Part of me wonders like, whether he's isn't it, that? Part of me wonders, yeah, whether. Because Sam kind of obviously took the captaincy off him in the end, didn't he? Yeah. I can't imagine he's a, 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 a bloke who's, you know, petty about it or something like that. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe pick Sam. Who else? Ryan Jones he'd have played with? Oh, he would have liked Ryan Jones, wouldn't he? Yeah. He played with Ryan Jones. Um, yeah, they had Lydia. Years together, didn't they? Ryan Jones, Lydia six. Charles, possibly. 
I quite like Ryan Jones as six. Yeah, let's go with Ryan Jones. All right, let's go with that. So we're right. We're predicting Gethin, Matthew Reese, Adam Jones, Charteris, Alan Jones, Ryan Jones, Martin Williams, Toby Falato. Yeah, I'm on bad side that. Good is side, it? yeah. Good pack like that. <laughs> uh, right into the backs. Ah, he's not worried now, is he? Doesn't matter. Pick anyone. Um, I'm going to say, back, yeah, yeah. I need a back back line. During that time, he was there. Copy Phillips, isn't it? Phillips, yeah. Phillips at nine. Yeah. Steve out at ten. Yeah. Steve out at ten. Um, it's got to be Robertson. Robertson, Foxy, and, surely. Yeah. And that then partnership was fierce, yeah. wasn't it? And then I also reckon if you're a if you're a forward, someone who can take the pressure off with a with a good relieving kick, either out of hand or with the boot, he's going to be a half penny. He's going to have half penny Cardiff as well. Yeah, cool. uh, were they two Cardiff together? I wonder where the half penny might have gone by then. I'm not sure, but still a link there. Yeah, all right. Um, so yeah, I think half penny fullback, and then on the wings with Shane on one and George on the other. Yeah, definitely Shane. Definitely Shane. All right. What do you think? Who, who could sneak in there otherwise? Mark James played with the Scarlets as could well. Be. Yeah, the gas man could be Mark Jones. Yeah, good call. Should we go? Are you thinking? Come on, let's go. Mark. All right, let's yeah. go. Mark Jones. All right. Yeah. So there Mark we go. Right, we'll um, we'll have a look at this uh, when we uh, when we buy a copy of the book. But if you want to do the same, make sure you do so. It's out now, available in all the usual places. You'll be able to um, to get your hands all good bookstores <laughs> and bad bookstores as well. I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, make sure you uh, you have a read of that. Um, I'm sure it's a fantastic read. So yeah, well done to uh, to Craig and of course uh, Matthew for. Uh, for Ryan that I'm sure it's going to be a fantastically interesting story and uh, right last part of the show then Dan uh, any other business I think we've got a couple of uh, couple of questions from listeners as well which we're going to roll into this part of the show um, but before we do that let's have a quick look at the fixtures for next week uh, starting with Southern Kings they host the Scarlets so the Scarlets are heading off to South Africa to play then it's going to be uh that's gonna be quite, quite, quite tricky. No, it's not. You don't think so? No, they're gonna romp home. I think, yeah, but it's, nah, it's not. It's bonus not, point win. It's not. Um, I don't. I, I think it'd be a bit tougher than that. Um, oh, I don't. I think they'll be after, fine after this disappointment. You think they'll just bounce straight back? Yeah, look, that's the game it's you want. To always bounce back, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I think that that's the game you want, and I think they'll they'll get the opportunity. They're a powerful pack, the Scarlets. I think they'll have. They'll have um, just grind it out. Like, no, I think they'll like do them up front. And they'll get the gaps behind the scrum and and they'll uh, they'll cause trouble. So, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, definitely Scarlet's win. All right, but I think they'll uh, they'll make it difficult for the first first fifty. All right, uh, Ulster Dragons, which we've already mentioned. What's happening there? Um, can only see an Ulster win there. I'm, I'm afraid, Jed. Yeah, I know. I I would be very very surprised um, to see otherwise. I hope, of course. Uh, Hope that um, hope that I'm wrong on that one, but yeah, I can see. A, I can only really see an Ulster win there. Also got uh, Ospreys, and they host Connacht at home, so that's at the Liberty. Ospreys win. Ospreys win. Um, I think the Ospreys are, uh, are starting to. I think they're starting to sort of. They're starting to fire, aren't they? I know they lost. Mm. They lost this weekend, but you looked at that oh, squad. It was a strange thought, side, that wasn't it? Well, it's strange. I mean, yeah, that's. Um, that's one word for it. It was, I mean, there was some, there was some, some very, very left field picks in there, and yeah, they. Um, but equally, you know, some of the, some of the, those guys played well, and 
you know, it's going to help, isn't it, develop, you know, strengthen the squad. Um, Alan Clark, there's been a lot of criticism, isn't there, of, of the the teams that he's put out, and he's come out and said, look, you know, we we've got to, we've got to concentrate, we've got to concentrate our efforts where we think we need to, and um, we also need to see more players than we've seen so far. You can't and you can't argue against that. No, and actually, do you know what the thing is? I saw that. I saw that um, side that he names. I, you know, I spoke to you on the phone on that Friday afternoon. I went, you know, I I can see them getting blown away, and then you go, oh, they've just sacrificed Challenge Cup, blah blah blah. Coming away with that with a losing bonus point and having the players rested ahead of, you know, players going off on international duty, etc. It might turn out to be a masterstroke. Good, good bit of management again, wasn't it? We said it before when he did something, yeah. didn't we? And then you know they got they got they got the win there after. So yeah, that boat that losing bonus point is gonna could be crucial. And uh, cheaters versus the blues as well. Ooh. So uh, yeah, that's what do you think uh, on that one. Again, like after tough round of fixtures, I wouldn't particularly like to be heading to South Africa to play the cheaters. I, th- I think that's a tough place to go. I think cheaters yeah. might, might scrape that. I think the Chiefs might get a win there. I'm going to go Blues win. All right, fair enough. Blues win. Uh, okay, a couple of questions to finish on then. So we've had a few, uh, few people get in touch with us on as part of our Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. If you're not a member of that, make sure you do join that. And uh, give us a like on Facebook as well, which is called Attacking Scrum Welsh Rugby. And, of course, you can do the same on Twitter by getting in touch with us at Attacking Scrum. So right, a few questions for you, Dan. This is from Simon Adams on Facebook. Uh, do the Welsh regions lack a bit of power, grunt, absolute aggression up front? I'm a bit fed up of teams like Leicester perennially overpowering us. Do we lack a bit of power? Um, I think some of the regions do, yeah. Um, you know, Scarlet's front row is, you know, that's a very, 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 very strong, powerful front row, isn't it? Um, Osprey's... Ospreys is at times, but it's not, you know, you don't look at that front row and, and think, you know, shit, mm. that's that's going to absolutely steam over, you know, Saracens, Leicester, you know, some of the top French sides, you don't do. No. Um, but you do look at the Scars and think they can hold their own there. There's, yeah. There's, and I think it is a case of holding their own with the Scars. You don't think they can absolutely dominate. Some sides, yes. But I think probably in answer to the question, yeah, we are, we are probably a little light. Um, and he definitely showed in the Cardiff game where... Yeah. Very reliant on Nick Williams and yeah, his ability to, to kind of crash forward and, and make yards. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's probably a fair point. Especially with a couple of injuries as mm. well. If there's a few injuries in there, whereas you look at the English sides, if they get a couple of injuries, they've got they've got, you know, bruisers coming in again behind them, haven't they? Yeah. And then another set behind that. So yeah, we are lightweight. Fair enough. Uh Jamie Phillips, obviously a guy we uh, guy we know well. He said Bernard Jackman mentioned before the Northampton game, tonight would be a good barometer of where we are. After the dreadful performance and result, is it fair to say the Dragons have not really progressed as they would have hoped? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think, I think Jackman would probably say the same. They haven't progressed as as well as they uh, as well as he would have hoped. Um, like we said with the fixture list, they need to now. Like, and look, we've been saying this for ages, but yeah, it's it, not. It, you, feel you haven't seen a lot so far this season to go. They're turning the corner just yet. No, you haven't. I mean, we've seen some nice tries, some yeah. nice moves, some nice set piece moves off the backs, but. In terms of the forwards and the actual, you know, game management, the areas in which they're playing in, um, you know, scrum line out, it's 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 defense is shaky all over the park, isn't it? Um, you know, you feel for you feel for Jackman at the moment because you can't quite see how how they're going to turn this around. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it where that sort of 
turnaround is going to come from are you okay. no I'm not sure where it's going to come from but it has to really you know I know that squad isn't is still the it's still the probably the weakest squad amongst the the four regions but a lot of players have come in a fair amount of investment has come into that got to make it work and now you're going to go through um you know you go go through a tough run of fixtures without Wainwright without Corey Hill without Ross Moriarty and the area they really struggle uh, without Leon Brown you know maybe he might get released for a few games but the area they've struggled is is up front, up front particularly yeah. in the type five that's the problem isn't it the, 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 the scrum <clears throat> the scrum's not strong enough to, mm. to build the game you know to build the game around where they can have a 10 this, this keeping it you know keeping it quite a sort of closed game so they're for them for the, on the game management side it's so difficult as a coach, isn't it, to say we're going to play this certain way because they can only they can only play one way, and it's quite it's, they have to play quite expansive. Their defense isn't good enough mm. to play that way, so they're kind of they're kind of falling into this trap of you know leaking leaking tries. Um, they can't keep it tight, so what do they do? I, I don't see how they can change that. Um, they can't they can't change it, can they? Yeah. No. Uh, well. I, you know, you say that, but I think that defense is something that just has to be coached and has to get better. You saw the impact that Sean Edwards had at the Blues last season, and that he's had at the start of the Ospreys. Now, yeah, of course, we're talking about the probably the best defense coach of a generation, but coaching does make the difference. That's the point, and that needs to happen. And they need, need to, to get tighten someone, up. They need to get someone in on that role, on a like consultancy role for for a short, you know, for a short period. You know, pay him, pay him a bit of money just to get him in and yeah. firm that up because, yeah, they're scoring some, they score some decent tries. They're okay, letting, they're letting, but they're letting in some better tries. <laughs> All right, last one then. This is from Bruce Morgan Wilkinson. The Welsh regions should now concentrate on the league after collectively going four 0 down this weekend. Well, well I we've think, always got some fact or fictions here. I yeah, they just, are. I they are. Just taking this, not bothered right now. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they are. They are fact or fiction. Um, well, some for some of the sides, it's it's. You know, it's almost it's almost there, isn't it? I mean, what do you what you 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 have a run at this one? What? Um, right, Ospreys no carry on. I think that they've taken a losing bonus point and a win, and they'll get another win against the French side. Fancy them on and a they run? can beat and they can beat Worcester at home. So I think it's, they're, they're in a similar position to Cardiff were last season. I think they could have a little run there, which would be great for confidence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think you know, I think there's an opportunity there to take it. Ospreys seriously. So Ospreys, I would say. Don't just concentrate on the league. Um, Scarlets can't concentrate on the because you can't surrender after two games. But the reality is, uh, I think that might be tough for them yeah. after this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Dragons may as well concentrate on the league now, I think, um, if I'm honest. And I think wins in the league are going to take the pressure off. I'm yeah. not sure wins against... Uh, yeah, they need to concentrate, don't they? Yeah. And, and they, can't, they can't spread it. Yeah, and you know, going away to the Stade Marcel Michelin uh, yeah, God knows what side Claremont will put out, but yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be a difficult one, I think. So, the league is of paramount importance to the Dragons. Um, no, and then Cardiff are still in it. You know, Cardiff is still in that tournament, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anything could happen, and they've yeah. got you know they've got an absolute monster game against Saris. Uh, two oh. monster games against Saris coming up in December. So, you know, they are your cup finals. Looking forward to them. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd be. They're, that's a huge game. Huge games, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, look, for me, I, I wouldn't, but you know, I think I was a 50 50 split there, yeah. Is that right? Uh, yes, 
No. No, I'm saying 3-1. 3-1, yeah. So there we go. And with that, that brings us to the end for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, leave us a review on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. You can also listen to this on Spotify now, if that's your bag. Uh, yeah, oh, you didn't even know that, Dan, did you? No. no. There you go. So if you want to listen to this podcast on Spotify, you can do that now as well, which is it's just quite cool to see it in there now. Quite like, quite like having a look at that. So you can have a look next time you're, you're scrolling through, having a look for some show tunes to listen to. You can, uh, you can find that podcast yeah. in there. Uh, again, big thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. Uh, make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk to get your hands on that. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Make sure you do all of those things. And uh, yeah, we'll be back to, to preview uh, the Wales versus Scotland game next week. So loads of exciting stuff coming up. So make sure you stick with us on the Attacking Scrum. Speak to you soon. Podcast Network.